0: Welcome back to the Monsters and Myths show where we shine a light on those obstacles, inhibitors, barriers that stop you from getting things done or just get in your way in life. Today's guest is a first on the show in terms of, up until a couple of minutes ago, I'd never actually seen the guest face to face, let alone physically met him in person. It's a bit of a sign of the times, I reckon. So, uh, Kent, would you like to please tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Um, As I was very intrigued by a comment that you had made, which led us down this path of me getting hold uh, hold of you, stalking you on LinkedIn, actually, first (laughs) and thinking... This guy's seen a lot of monsters and myths in his life, but uh, do you want to give us a bit of a brief context about um, why I might have thought that in the first place?
1: What's your journey? Absolutely. Absolutely, Andrea, and, and thank you very much for having me. Uh, you know, it's an absolute pre- pleasure. And uh, as far as stalking goes, I mean, is, isn't that sort of the 21st century that we have? You know, anybody who, who dates someone and says they haven't looked them up on on any kind of uh, social media is, is probably not telling the truth. But... Um, Absolutely. So, my name is Kent Morland. I'm the CEO of Simply Pay Me. Uh, we are a payment technology company, and uh, we basically deliver, uh, deliver payment technology for apartments, uh, for, 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 apartments for partners and, uh, and uh, banking and financial institutions around the world. Uh, my background is I'm Norwegian. Um, I've uh, got a very diverse decade behind me of anything from moving uh, from being an officer in the Air Force in Norway to working on Wall Street to starting a small consultancy in London that eventually ended up leading into this. Uh, and now, all of a sudden, as as, as we've briefly spoken about, um, I am entirely in love with and passionate about payments and the, 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 the movement and the flow of money and transactions. So, uh, you know, it's it's, it's been... A very exciting few years, as I'm sure you've seen, and I cannot wait to be impacting that for years to come. But what people
0: might not appreciate is that through you very quickly lost over that, you know, officer in the Air Force, degree in economics in the US, going on to crush it in Wall Street, come back to London. Um, And then uh, become CEO of simply pay me and get involved in, in payments. A lot of that through your life um, and, and knowing uh, you just from, from conversations and things like that um, you're passionate about making a change. You've just said you would like to see how, what kind of impact you're going to be able to make. And, and, Change makers, people who want to make an impact, they're my tribe. These are my kind of people. And and we know it's not an easy path. So you've seen monsters and myths. <laughs> start yeah. us off. What's your first one, monster or myth?
1: So I'm actually going to start with the one that you've pointed out and what brought us here. Uh, it was on the back of an interview that you did with Leda who is an absolute superstar she's a she's a good friend Uh, she's director on in our company actually and the myth is you know it it could this is one that could be as much of a myth as as, as it is a monster which is give it your all and you will succeed the reason I say that is you see people all the time and my problem my, my biggest problem with this and the the reason this I can feel my blood boil talking about it is that you have people that have never started a company in their life. They're 22 years old and they decide to be life coaches. And this is what they tell people, give it your all and you'll be successful. If you can dream it, if you can think it, you can do it. Listen, I'm all about, I'm all about succeeding and dreaming and thinking and doing everything, but giving it your all does not mean it will work. Unfortunately, the 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 life and the world of startups and entrepreneurship is far more unforgiving than you can just give it your all and that will be fine and that's not to discourage people from 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 starting their companies and that kind of thing but it is a reality check you know i've been involved in companies and every time I, in, in in plenty of companies that have in in any stage from idea or up to corporate and anyone who starts from the idea and pre, let's call it pre-incorporation, I say that you know you, you have to expect a minimum of two years before you can even imagine a return on this in any way, shape, and form. Not in not a return on investment, just anything until you see anything happening from this. And um, you know it, it's one of those where it, it's a, it's a real problem that you have people telling people that you just give it your all you dream it you think it you do it and that is that's all it takes because it destroys people it really does and and as as you well know mental health is something that is is very close to my heart because of my own struggles and and issues that i've had on the mental health side and wellness side uh so so it's one that I'm, i'm very passionate about and this is particularly a myth where by all means i'm not saying you shouldn't give it your all but your all is a very misconstrued concept um and that is actually related to the second myth that i'm going to go into when I, we get there
0: uh, yeah before we so I, and a hundred percent agree with you and i think it's symptomatic of the hype machine that is social media where people um love to to um give the the trope answers to the interview questions of you know so how come you're successful well i just gave it my all and that hustle no yeah exactly and and as you say this myth is just perpetuated that you know if it also the converse people believe the converse well if you're not successful it's because you didn't give it your all nonsense absolute nonsense there are processes and steps to go through to validate ideas and things like that and as you say you can be immensely passionate about something you can give it your mind body soul mortgage your house ruin your family and you might still you actually statistically you very likely will still not be successful you have to follow a particular path and and process and make calculated decisions to get there so so the myth is true have you and we understand the mayhem that it causes you know destruction in people's lives people thinking that they can go and just go off and do things because their passion is enough to carry them through (laughs) what's the magic though i've said some of the things you know process and that kind of a thing What's the solution? What, what would your advice be to those people? What should they be doing? <laughs> Besides so, not listening to the life coaches.
1: Yeah, don't listen to the life coaches. I'm very passionate on that particular subject. Um, <clears throat> this is going to sound a bit controversial, but the first article I posted on LinkedIn, um, you know, as, as I started posting about mental health, was uh, never start a business. Don't do it. <laughs> never start a business. Um, now, the reason I say that is not because, you know, you, you, I, I want to discourage people. It's very simply because there are two responses. So actually, this is something where if I've been on panels or talks, I always get the question at the end of it. So what would be your advice to potentially aspiring entrepreneurs and that kind of thing? I said, don't do it. It's a terrible idea. You're going to ruin yourself. And the reason is there, there are two responses to that. One is, listen, if, if Kent's been through it um, and he says this is going to kill me, then maybe that's not a good idea. If that is your, if that is your mentality, you're going to be eaten up alive. You you're already, you already you're dead on arrival, that kind of thing. <clears throat> but if your response is, you know what, f you, I'm going to do my own thing and I'm going to do it successfully and I've got this, I've got this. That is the kind of mentality you need to have. You have to You have to have a, an absolute beast of a mentality to, go, to even go into this. And then on, on the back of that, you don't even know how much strain that's going to put on it. And to your point, actually, statistically, we're looking at 90% of startups failing. So you're looking at, you're already looking at something which statistically is a lost cause. So that, that, that only speaks to, speaks volumes to the mindset of entrepreneurs, right? It's incredible that people still do it, even knowing that 90% of startups fail. Um, so as far as magic goes, I can't give much of, of, of sort of magic on the sense that, I wish I could say, this is what you do to be a successful entrepreneur. Uh, but what I can do is, and, and this will tie in, you know, as, as someone who's uh, suffered a lot from, from mental health issues and that kind of thing, a lot of my myths that I'm going to talk about today, they, they kind of tie into the same thing. So that, so will the advice and part of it as, as well as this is make time for yourself, you know, get that whole thing about giving your all and all that is great, but it's, it it's, it's just not true. You know, that's not how it works. You can't give it your all. You, you need to be, if, if, if I want to be really harsh with anybody starting a business or wanting to start a business, not only do you have to have a great idea and be passionate, you need to be at the right place at the right time. You know, they, when any of the bigger companies and that kind of thing that I've started up, they, they're at the right place at the right time. Uh, so there, there are so many more factors that tie in just aside from you giving it your all. So make time for yourself because the only way you're going to get through it is actually by treating yourself, your physical and mental health and, and, and being present for it.
0: One, one tiny bit of advice that I would, and I do give um, startup founders besides the damn obvious one of um, when you had mentioned 90% of startup fail, uh, startups fail, uh, CB insights had done a breakdown analysis and, and, and the biggest reason that they had discovered for startup failure was no market need who would have guessed people start up things that the market doesn't need anyway yeah. that's a whole i've done a whole keynote on that actually before but um, well, actually on that
1: point on that point andrew there are a very good friend of mine is actually uh, you know he was a co-founder of neighbor he's now uh, principal at, at impact x uh, you know a a fund that is incredible at at, at helping uh, minority founders. And uh, I think he's the one that put it to me the simplest because everybody's asking the question, you know, what can we do with this? And, um, you know, why are we doing this? But what no one's asking is that, listen, if you've got a great idea and no one's done it already, why? And that so, was pretty much the crux of Markino, <laughs> Exactly yeah. that.
0: Yes, so, you know, there's probably you good reason.
1: Have, exactly. You might have a fantastic idea, but with with close to eight billion people on Earth, there is a there is a chance. And I'm I'm not going to discourage anybody from having a new idea, but there is a chance that someone's thought of it. So if no one's done anything with it, why?
0: So the bit of advice that I was going to give was, and, and very few sounder, founders, they believe it's a sign of, of weakness if they, if they let people think that they don't have all the answers. And, and the need to have a couple of mentors. Putting this down as a monster. Yeah, but to, you know, the, the need to be able to uh, um, have a few people around you that you trust, that you can talk openly with, that can mentor you. Um, It could be formally as a non-executive director board. It could be informally. But my biggest thing there is never ask anyone for advice if they haven't done it themselves before. And, And it's, to me, it is unbelievable how many Uh, startup founders I've come across that are taking advice from people who have never founded a business themselves they've never started all that they've got is maybe some academic theory or maybe they are real specialists in their specific topic then understand the questions that you're asking them are going to be given from the context of that very narrow field but it's not going to be given from the context of being a fellow founder that has been in your shoes before, that understands what you're going for, and actually has the insight to understand what kind of a support you need. And as you say, yeah. sometimes <clears throat> that is simply mental and emotional support. I, 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 I regularly do that for a few of my friends who have simply needed somebody that they trust that will keep their mouth shut. Um, but they can can just have an open conversation and going, I'm really struggling with this challenge at the moment and just easing some of that burden by having a chat with them. Um, it it yeah. can be done. And and so it's not just giving your all. It's also letting some other people in that can help you shape yeah. and go things forward.
1: And, you know, it, it, you know, on that on that point, is I think it's an exceptionally important point that you're making and. Um, Someone has to have been through it. As, you know, if you're going to run a marathon for the first time and you want to train for it, of course you, you ask someone who's run a marathon. Exactly. Uh, you know, and basically, uh, or, or, or to, to that point as well, it's one where it's, you see it all the time. It doesn't have to be deep emotional uh, or physical sort of, uh, bits and pieces that you're asking. It can be as simple as, what do I do with HMRC? It can be as simple as how do I deal with all of this? Admin? Like A friend of mine, Errol um, Krasnicki, who's a wonderful guy, just you know, 23 years old, set up his first digital agency, uh, an exceptional uh, man. And th- the first thing I told him is, I know he's got the skills, but it's going to be a, a ton of admin. Like, you don't understand how much admin goes into this. And it could be as simple as that. It doesn't have to be the, you You need to survive. It doesn't have to be, you need to be in survival mode, but it's just as simple as this is what's going to hit you of paperwork. So, you know, there, there's so many sides there, but yeah, sorry. The absolutely. Very important point. Excellent. Well, I can't wait to hear what your second
0: myth is then
1: because mm. it's, it's going on on this theme and I'm loving the discussion. Yeah. Now, this is, this, is, this is a big one. And uh, I'm very passionate about this. And it builds on exactly what we've already talked about. And it's hustle, hustle, hustle. Uh, this is one where I will defend to the death, uh, where you have the Gary Vaynerchuk of the world, who also, may I add, contradict themselves. But when they say you've got eight hours to work, you've got eight hours to, to uh, of free time, and then you've got eight hours to sleep, what are you going to do with those, those eight hours of free time? You've got to hustle absolute absolutely ridiculous um trying to keep it you know pg but you know the the idea that you have a day job for eight hours and then you have to then fill another eight hours of work on whatever it is that you're doing is not only ridiculous it's incredibly dangerous it's incredibly dangerous and the idea that in order to be successful, you have to work 24 seven, by all means, I, I can tell you firsthand uh, having done it and I'm still doing it. I, I'll have weeks where I'll throw down uh, 50 hours in three days, no problem. But it is one where it is limited. That, that, that kind of work is limited. And if you are actually doing that to yourself, where you have eight, eight, and then you sleep and you have no life, you have no uh, living situation, or you have no rejuvenation, you are killing yourself. You're not building a successful business, you're killing yourself. And I can assure you, we talked about 90% of startups uh, not making it, 100% of startups will fail if the founder kills themselves. I can absolutely assure you that because as someone, again, I keep coming back to this because it's so important to me. I've hit rock bottom. I have had an absolute breakdown. I know what it feels like to have hit that wall and burning yourself out and absolutely ruining yourself with uh, not only work and that kind of thing, but feeling like you're invincible and then you can do anything and you keep going on that front. And it will absolutely destroy you. You know, if you... Uh, uh, to 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 what we spoke about just a minute ago with regards to um, asking uh, someone's advice and so on, I remember I had a tough period a couple of years ago, and I'll, I'll get back to that when I'm talking about the monsters, but um, <clears throat> a, a friend of mine, Mark Caddy, who is is not a life coach, but he's a high-level executive business coach uh, because he's done it. He's been there. He's, he's, he's like a CEO whisperer, essentially. Um, and I know a, a couple of CEOs that he's whispered into and seen the success that they have. And he sat down with me and he gave me just an ear. Like that is all. He wasn't there to, to, you know, to, to tell me to do this and that. He just gave me an ear and he said the exact same thing. He said, listen, you, got it. you absolutely have to take care of yourself. And he actually told me. He not only told me, he commanded me. He said, every, every sa- Saturday from now on is... Um, and then, you know, the, the only entirely work free day, you're not allowed to touch your email. You're not allowed to touch your t- X. if it's work related on Saturday. And even that one day in a week uh, does absolute wonders, absolute wonders. So that whole hustle, hustle, hustle mentality is ridiculous. I don't want anyone to think about it, I don't want anyone to have that mentality. It's all it's very hard work. It's very hard work. It's unsustainable. Exactly. It's
0: completely unsustainable. And and I think the Gary V approach. Um it appeals to the youngsters who believe in the whole um I'm willing to burn myself now because then I'll I'll just cruise for the rest of my life. Exactly. Um, But again, statistically, you can't, it's unsustainable. As you say, it is absolutely necessary. Hustle hard during that short period of time or shorter period of time. You know, the smart entrepreneurs know when they've got to pour the hustle on. And then they also know when you need to kick back and relax. And if you can't, if you don't go through that constant recharge thing, you know, it's, it's like all the tech that we, uh, that we use. Once the battery's dead, sometimes it just can't be revived again. And that's what will happen to you as an entrepreneur. If you do believe the whole hustle, 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 it, it's, it's completely unsustainable. But I love the concept of, of uh, your CEO whisperer who just gave you an ear. And, and I must admit that in my very early days, I had a mentor that, that did exactly that. I just had to talk things out loud. He wasn't trying to, and, and it was a very good lesson that I learned from him as well. And it's something that I apply to, to other people that I mentor. I don't tell you what to do. I ask lots of questions so that you can figure it out for yourself. But in talking out loud, going through that process and, and coming to those epiphanies yourself, that's what you need to do. But you need somebody who listens more and talks less. I don't try and say to people, well, this is what you must do. And I, I say to them up front, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm going to ask lots of questions. I'm going to explore lots of things with you. But, but this is your road to walk. I can walk it with you, but I can't walk it for you. So, so you need to be the one who walks this road. I'll be there on the journey for as long or as little as you want. And I just think, yeah, that is the hustle bit. I'm glad that he told you that Saturdays are yours. Uh, I would go (laughs) one further and say, switch off all technology and just yeah,
1: connect. I'm not going to lie. He did say that, but I wasn't able to do that part. <laughs> <laughs> it,
0: it's um, great if you go away. I, I I have a friend um, who I don't know whether he still do, does it. I've got to ask him, actually. Um, he used to work for me in a previous role a long time ago. And every year when he came to take his two-week vacation – he would look and he would do research where in the world there still was a point on the map that had zero um cell phone coverage zero connectivity and and whether that was climbing up a mountain or exploring a south sea island or whatever um sadly that 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 uh, number of places is getting less and less but he would literally say I know that you would never contact me during my vacation. However, not everybody is as considerate as you. So I simply tell people I'm physically uncontactable. And as a result, there is no technology going with me. And I'm going to reconnect. And it was just a massive, every year when he came back from holiday, he had this big grin on his face because it was a complete digital detox. Brilliant. I mean, uh,
1: this is, uh, anybody who knows me very well would know that, you know, as a Norwegian uh, from the countryside, this, is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. This is my favorite thing in the world. This is our cabin oh, back in Norway. Um, and, you know, it's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, this is sort of, this is, you know, late at night. This is the moon. It's not the sun. It's oh, the moon.
0: Wow. For those um, people who are listening on a podcast and not watching this on YouTube, oh, sorry, sorry, you need yeah. to get onto you need to get onto the YouTube. Can just bring some beautiful pictures of Norwegian countryside and like absolutely stunning.
1: This is rejuvenation for me. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, this is so, so many misconceptions about we're not machines. We, we are human beings. Uh, you can be as tough as you want, uh, but we 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 need to we need to recharge like to your point we need to recharge the batteries and unfortunately 3 days is not going to do it a weekend is not going to do it yeah there are times when, you know th- there's a reason why originally companies started introducing um uh, you know annual leave and that kind of thing it's not because they they want to be nice it's because they actually know that in order for you to be effective and efficient you need a certain amount of recharge uh, every year. And they've managed to boil that down to a minimum of 28 days or whatever it is that they're offering. But that is the reason that you have that. We really do need to recharge. And for me, uh, you know, the best thing I can do, and I did this over over Christmas and, and the holidays, was is getting up to the mountains. And as to your point for cell phone coverage, uh, it's only in the recent years that we've got cell phone coverage, but I remember just a few years back when I could go up there and no one could reach me. I'd, it would just be me and a dog and absolutely away yes. from anything. Absolutely, absolutely away enough. from anything. It was lovely. It was fantastic.
0: Uh, coming from South Africa, our favorite escape is the bush. So, yeah. so real getting out on safari um, where there is absolutely no cell phone coverage. Um, I do take technology and that's simply a camera. Um, that's the only technology. I don't give a damn about phones or anything like that. I just want to be able to capture the memories. And um, but that South African escapism is: we go to the bush, and yeah. and we go and be there. Absolutely identify with that tell us another we can carry on chatting forever and i know this <laughs> yeah, is overrun but i think it's really important message and and insights to entrepreneurs so i'm actually going to let it go for as long as it needs to go tell us another one because i know that you've got
1: more so again this is building on to what we've already talked about uh, and i do apologize if it's less sort of startup technical Uh, This is all about mental health, because that's what's been important to me. Uh, I'm more more than happy to discuss startup, technical, entrepreneurial bits and pieces. But this is the one that, aside from the hustle part, builds into the same thing, but is the one that I would say ruins the most lives. And that is the presentation and display of what it means to be an entrepreneur on social media. Um, And, you know, the reason I bring this up is not necessarily because this is something I've lived through. It's because it's something that's incredibly important to understand and distinguish. Basically, what Instagram tells you is that if you start a company within three months, you'll have stacks of cash, a golden Lamborghini, vacations, houses, you'll have everything. This is, you know, this is one of those where even as a successful founder, you know, you're not gonna walk out being a billionaire. Even as a successful founder, you might have something that looks good in a retirement fund, that kind of thing. But generally, very like one thing is 10% of companies make it. When we say make it, that's not make it through to a billion plus market cap. That means make it through to survival. You know, we're looking at the, the companies that you can, you can build something off of and you can, you can cash out an incredible amount of money and that kind of thing. That is such a small fraction and it's such a niche type of company and the scalability is so niche that it's, it's not impossible. I'm not gonna say that to anybody listening. It's absolutely possible, but it is incredibly difficult not only difficult, but the passion that you need to have needs to be within a field or an area that actually allows for that kind of scaling. So my problem with this is that, unfortunately, the pictures of cash, the pictures of the Lamborghinis, the picture of the houses, the picture of the holidays, that is something that gathers followers. And the reason I can say this and, and be so passionate about it is that I had a mental breakdown completely hit rock bottom in 2018, in September 2018. One of my ways of coping with this was I started posting on Instagram to see uh, maybe it was an outlet for me to, to, to help relieve anxiety, that kind of thing. And it turned out it really did help. But we are talking about a person who from September to December 2018 cannot remember any of those months because of self-medicating and whatever, whatever else is there. So we're, we're looking at someone who who is really down there. And when I uh, was posting, it, it was about the downsides. I wanted to show you what it really meant to be in that hole, to be an entrepreneur, to be, uh, you know, physically sick because your business is not doing great. And um, what I'm competing with is someone taking a picture of a gorgeous beach in Dubai, you know, that kind of thing. And unfortunately, people enjoy the idea of being an entrepreneur so much more than what the actual reality is. Um, and that's more than fair. I get that. The problem occurs when that is what actually builds and structures the expectations of people coming into being an entrepreneur, because you'll see people pouring their life savings into this, not understanding that this is an incredibly difficult uh, field, and um, they have you know expectations that are completely disproportionate to what it actually means. So, I wish I could take control of um, social media and absolutely just destroy what people call influences uh, and that kind of thing in, in a lot of ways because it's just absolutely ridiculous. The the life they display is ridiculous. The message that they display is ridiculous. And don't even get me started on the quotes. I, I'm not even going to start on the quotes that they try to post because these are people that have no idea what they're talking about generally. That's not to say there aren't real um, founders out there and entrepreneurs, but generally more often than not. And okay, last, last thing. I know that we're over time, but when we're looking at Gary Vaynerchuk, I very much respect that man. I very much respect him. He's very, very much like Gary Cardone, uh, you know, um, uh, Grant Grant Cardone. Gary Cardone has has a payments company, his his twin brother. Uh, so, you know, I very much respect them, but they not only contradict themselves People need to understand they are motivational speakers. They get paid to tell you what you want to hear. That's where they earn their money. Exactly. It's, you know, th- this is what makes their living, is telling you what you would like to hear, what, what sparks you. It's not what you need to hear. It never will be. It, it is what you want to hear. And someone like a Grant or a, uh, or, or a Gary, they get paid a quarter million to go on stage. You have to imagine that, but by all means, I respect them for having built that brand, but now that they have it, there is so much around that that is misconstrued. And when he says, hustle, 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 it's killing people, essentially, sorry, okay.
0: Um, No, and and it is, it's the whole social media. It's the... uh, it's the unexpected consequences and and within my terminology the of the monsters myths mayhem and magic the mayhem that it causes it if you've got a social media influencer that's that's pushing a um i don't know a clothing brand i've got no problem with that uh, um you know they they wearing pretty clothes and they're going hey look at this buy on my affiliate link whatever um it's not It may be encouraging uh, um, purchase behavior, but it's not necessarily destructive behavior. Um, But then you get the influences and beauty brands that that give uh, um, body images and and people end up being, uh, I know a lot of people who are very body conscious and and they spiral down to depression because of this this fake view of what they think the perfect body is because that's what all the, the... the, awesome. the social media influencers say yeah. and then when it comes into startup life as you say it ruins not only the person who believes the hype but it but it, it ruins a lot of families around there this whole you know hashtag hustle harder or um, yeah. hashtag startup life or anything like this where as you say it's all the bling and everything like that i have i have come across founders before who not only have have Uh, um, lost all their own money but they've actually lost all their friends and family money because I I did a blog post about this years ago called friends family and fools who are usually the the pre-seed investors um, in in with founders and I keep on saying to founders it's irresponsible of you to do that because one particular founder um, his, his uncle had cashed in his entire pension to help bootstrap his company. His grandmother had cashed in her pension to help bootstrap the company. So the yeah. early investors were all little people. And when he blew through all of their money and more, the, the bigger investors that came along, well, they just used it as a tax write-off. But the uncle and the granny, loves are ruined. Completely ruined. They were now consigned to uh, um, government old age homes if they could even get in, as opposed to living out their retirement without a problem. And they were both very elderly people. He had devastated so many people's lives around him because he was one of these. He's a pure hype machine. You know, he's all about the hype. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm the CEO, and I'm this, and you know, I'm crushing it, crushing it. Gary V was yeah. his, you know, a big Uh, a model that he was looking up to. And yeah, I, I think this is a massive, it's both a myth and a monster. It's the myth of the, the, um, what you see on social media, but it it is very definitely a monster and one that I I don't know how to fix that one. That, that is one where the magic is lacking. It's, you can't change people's behavior. There's so many people that just get sucked into this hype.
1: Well, to be honest, uh, I think on this note, and, and and I do believe this, I put nothing wrong with people being sucked into hype. Uh, if you get sucked into hype, that's how that's what we live for. We're humans, and uh, I'll, I'll tell you something after this uh, with regards to how I would mentor salespeople and that kind of thing. But what I do fault in this in in this section is um, the actual uh, people taking the money of friends and family. Now, I know that as an investor, you might say, listen, why would I put my money in when you won't take your friends and family money? There, 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 are, there are multiple ways to tackle that question. So for instance, I had some, I had a colleague whose um, father-in-law really wants to invest in Simply Pay Me. And first and foremost, we're looking at someone who doesn't have a high net worth, we're not talking about someone who can shave off 100 grand and that will be a, uh, a sort of nominal investment. We're talking about someone who might chuck in 10 grand and that is a significant part of their savings. And I, I, I've, I've said very clearly, I don't want that money in this company. One is of the, the obvious, which is it may not work. It's as simple as that. Any investor coming in to your point has a tax write-off. You know, as, as a startup, you're starting out with SEIS, you know, essentially eligibility. To, to anyone who doesn't know what that is, uh, it's basically the initial stage of a company where you have SEIS eligibility, where you can write off a tremendous amount of that investment um, on your taxes. Then you go to EIS, and then from there on, after a significant amount of capital is invested, is when you actually have uh, the full exposure to whatever it is that you're putting into a company. And not only is it, is it from a point of view of, this, is, this might not work, but it's also from a point of view of, you're gonna have to deal with him you know, all day, every day. Uh, this is some, you know, he's gonna wanna know what's happening, where's my money? Because when, when it's someone who's a high net worth or is a fund or that kind of thing, like you said, this is, this is what they do for a living. Yeah. This is, this is money that they put in there knowing, okay, we're, we're expecting this back in five years. They're not going to be on your case all day, every day. And, you know, sorry, this, this, this probably took more time than, than it should have, but it is a very important, a very important point. And on that note to what you were saying earlier as well is um, perception. It's, it's one of those where, You know, the, the entirety of everything that we're talking about is, is perception. And it's what someone like a Gary Vee does, you know, they, they alter people's perception. It's what they teach people to do. And by all means, it makes you a good salesperson. It doesn't make you a good CEO. And I started in sales. I started in business development. I was the highest grossing salesperson that we had on Wall Street in the world. Uh, so I'm, I'm all about sales. I started writing a book on sales at some point, uh, but I realized when I started writing it, it was just basically manipulation because a, a good salesperson is someone, or actually the best salespeople are those who can alter perception. It's someone who can take someone's view of something and make them see value in something that they previously maybe didn't. Yeah. So when you have Jordan Belford, the Wolf of Wall Street saying, sell me this pen, Uh, it's basically a a matter of he's not looking for you to tell me about the ink capacity and the feel and the look he's telling you to basically tell me that this is what's going to bring value to my life. So essentially, if you're looking at a pen, it's this is the pen that you're going to sign all the big deals with. That is the value. And that is what's being sold. And it's, it's, it's basically telling people just tell the world, that you're gonna do amazing and tell them, give them a spiel and bring, I'm, Andrew, I'm sure you've seen a million forecasts in your life from startups and that kind of thing. And it, this, this kind of it tells you the story of what people think and, and know when you see a startup doing their financial forecasts for the first time, it's about percent. And, and this is what they're trying to sell. It, you know, it, it, it's an absolute uh, journey. If i was easy. going to say
0: we could we could we could have probably an entire show about about what startups get wrong <laughs> and financial forecasting going, i've just yeah I, monsters oh my goodness monsters coming out of the uh um we have significantly overrun but i'm not going to shut yeah, this because i want to hear about I know that you had a monster or two to share with us that wraps us all together as well. I don't know what the monster is. For for full disclosure to the audience, I insist that people don't tell me beforehand because I prefer the conversations to be um, uh, open and honest like they are. So how do you want to wrap? What's your monsters or monster?
1: It is one that may seem obvious, but people may not realize how important it is it's, I mean, it's toxicity, it's toxic people that you may have around you. And the way I'm going to explain that sort of wrap things up is uh, I wrote an article uh, called the pebble analogy of anxiety. So anxiety is something that I've struggled a lot with. And basically, the pebble analogy, when you have toxic people around you, and I hope that there are some that can relate to this. Uh, Actually, I don't hope that because if you haven't been through it, even better. But if you can, then it's a very important thing to, to, to bear in mind. The pebble analogy goes such that if you have toxic people around you, it's as if I'm standing in front of you, Andrew, and we're both, you know, standing, let's say six feet apart, and we can't move, time is not a thing, and I start throwing pebbles at you. At the, in the beginning, you know, a pebble is a pebble. It's not going to really injure you. It's going to be a nuisance. It's going to be annoying. Uh, you'd like me to stop. But you can't make me stop. And if time sort of disappears, there's no such thing. And I just keep going uh, you know, for as long as I want. Eventually, what, that, what that's going to do is it's going to break down clothes. It's going to break down your skin. It's going to break down your muscle. It's going to break down every fiber, every cell, every, uh, every bit of tissue in your body. And eventually, every pebble I throw will feel like a gunshot. That is what it is having toxic people around. When you don't have the, to what we talked about earlier, ability to rejuvenate and take care of yourself. And unfortunately, when you're dealing with this kind of thing, rejuvenation is not two weeks on vacation. This could take years. I'm still recovering and it's been two years since we actually, since, since I got away from toxic people and that kind of thing. I'm in therapy now. I've actually, I think I've got therapy therapy after this but um i'm still doing that and and it's been a couple of years and i'm still recovering this is an absolute monster it's something that is uh absolutely detrimental to someone's health and as opposed to what we talked about earlier where it is sort of a you know hustle 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 those are active things that you do to potentially put your health at risk this is passive passive in the sense that you don't have to do anything for this to ruin your health you just have to be there and if you don't you don't have the ability to remove yourself or as i was so lucky and fortunate to have bring people in that can start sort of put put themselves in front of you and and take some of those pebbles while you recover it's really going to destroy you. I hit rock bottom because of that. I got involved with a lot of things I shouldn't have because of that. And it's something that almost put me to the edge. Um, And the the last article I've written that I'll that I'll mention is called the the call of the void when when something gets real um is when you're going from the call of the void, which means What if I step in front of the bus? What if I jump off that cliff, which is a normal thought that everybody has. And that's called the call of the void. But when that goes from being an interesting, what if thought to, this is what you, this is what you should do. It's more, it's less of an idea and more of a demand. That's when, you know, you're in trouble and that's what happened to me. And I'm very fortunate to have had the support system that I had, um, but this is an absolutely awful monster. And it's one that people take for granted. Everybody expects to have toxic people around them, but you don't have to, and you shouldn't. You shouldn't accept it in any way, shape, or form.
0: So how, do you, how did you go about, and, and by the way, I, I think this is therapy, so I don't know whether you have got therapy after this, but this is therapy. How do you go about how did you, identifying, recognizing that those were actually toxic people, were you aware of their toxicity at the time, or did you just do nothing, and, and how do you go about identifying them and actively, did you have to confront them and actively cut them out from your life, or did you just, you know, was it social media? I'm, I'm very interested in this, particular point because I think there are a lot of people and particularly in the startup and founder world where they believe they have to accept the toxicity particularly when it comes in the form of customers and partners that they have to accept that because it's just business and that's That's the only business that they can get and there's somebody that I'm mentoring at the moment who may or may not listen to the show where, where my regular advice to her is cut that asshole out of your life. And that asshole is not a personal relationship. It is a business person that she is dealing with. It's a client. And I keep on saying, and she her response is, I need the revenue. And I go, revenue is replaceable, but your life and your mental health is not. And, and I, I literally, I've said to her, terminate the damn contract find a reason and terminate but remove it what how do you go
1: about it honestly uh, i I wish i could give you a straight response to that but it's so difficult because there's so many different types of situations um you know you can talk about my situation which meant months and months of legal battles which were difficult uh you can talk about a, a client uh supplier relationship where you can cut off a contract and cut off a customer, which is brilliant. Um, a good friend of mine, uh, Chris Mance. He uh, he runs multiple companies uh, in the UK, and he's he's always been super strict with his customers. If you treat us like shit, you are done. And uh, yeah, it it has an incredible effect. It really does. Um, because the whole idea of customer's always right is ridiculous. And that's not to say people, people think that maybe customer's are always right, but then there's, then there are partners. Then there are people that you expect have leverage over you. Um, when you, you think that, you know, I have to accommodate every bit and piece of what they do and what they want and so on and so forth. But actually this is a place where you need to set a tone because even from a hu- human level, if you're out of business, you wouldn't let someone treat you like that. You wouldn't let someone do this to you. Or even more importantly, you wouldn't let someone treat someone you love like that. And I think that should be your benchmark. You should look in and think, if this is someone I loved, it could be your husband, your wife. It could be your your kids. It could be your family. It could be your friends. Think about how you're treated and if that's something that you'd l- that you'd be okay for your friends to go it's a very it's like the typical example of uh people saying right if uh i had a daughter and she dated someone like me would i be happy with that and to be honest no <laughs> but there, there are a lot of times in my life where i would not be happy with that and that is a great way to sort of realize what it is that's happening It's a great way to realize, okay, well, that means I need to do some work on myself. Uh, It it means that you need to step away from something. And sometimes, fair enough, you can't just step out and step away. I get that. But you need to do something. You need to do something sooner or later um, in order to distance yourself or get rid of it before it's too late. And I'm not saying that necessarily... Um, what, what I went through was too late, but it—it it, it sure as hell was way beyond what I ever should have done, and it has significant repercussions now, uh, and it will do for for many years, if not forever. And it cost me uh, a ton of 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 sacrifices and things like uh, relationships, that kind of that 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 kind of stuff that all fell on the back of this. So it's got nothing positive to add. And believe me, if you're looking at the light at the end of the tunnel, that is a flashlight that you put there because it's really not what you think it is. If you have that toxicity and you think you've got to stick with it, don't. Absolutely, I think this is such
0: important, such an important message to get across to people it's uh yeah i'm i'm not even going to try and add to it um what i would like to know because we're going to have to wrap this up now is where can people read about the stuff do you are you if you've been posting these articles on linkedin i think there's a huge amount of insight that people will get from what you've been uh, been uh, talking about and what you've already written um do you have your own website is there somewhere where i can direct people to uh, it goes in the show notes should i just direct them to your linkedin um are you on twitter where should they get hold of you
1: yeah so uh they're basically there there are two places uh, now i've gone from what i used to do was posting more on instagram uh, more often uh, and it's very simple it's at kent Vorland, uh straightforward um to, to writing more in-depth, longer articles on LinkedIn. So if anybody wants to sort of read about things that I've done and been through and, and you know, the pebble analogy, the color void, these kinds of things, uh, that that will all be on LinkedIn.
0: Okay, perfect. So they can follow you on there. I'll drop you uh, a link to your LinkedIn profile um, on there in the show notes that so people can get to it easily. Uh, Kent, this has been an amazing, amazing chat. Um, I could absolutely carry on going for ages with this, but uh, for the sake of, uh, of my audience, I'm going to have to draw a line yeah. on it, but um, I, I think I'd probably like to discuss with you later and maybe have you back on the show in a couple of months' time or something like that, uh, just to share more, because I think there's so much of your experience that people need to hear more about, and if this gives another channel to be able to do that, then, then great um, I think you should start writing a book. Um, I, just, yeah, you've got a lot to share there, Kent, and it's been absolutely fantastic, and I've really loved having you on the show. Thank you very much.
1: Very much appreciate that, Andrew, and uh, you know, I'd love to be back. And uh, it's a privilege to be able to, 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 to have a platform such as yours. And, uh, no, it's, it's, it's been uh, brilliant. As you say, could easily go on for, for the rest of the day, I, 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 I can imagine. Very much so. Thanks, Sinket. Cheers. Thank you very much.